welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about As the Crow Flies, season one, episode five, which Aslı just like continues to get everything she wants. The adults are now entrapped in Asla's romantic drama plan and <laughs> everything is just horrible to watch. Um, Sophia provided some very colorful play-by-play as she was watching this episode, so I'm excited to hear all of her comments on it. Ezgi is still drinking tea, but maybe just dregs at this point. No, I have like, I don't know what fraction of the tea of this is, like maybe one fifth of it left. So <laughs> soon to be zero, zero fifths. <laughs> That's more than I've got. You, you Were you just uh, slinging some wine back? What was that? No, no, it oh. was juice. Oh, okay. <laughs> juice fancy life. glass. <laughs> I don't think I'm quite to the wine point, but if I have to watch another episode of Asla getting everything she wants, I think it will be wine. Just like move straight to a bottle, yeah. Or vodka. Just straight <laughs> vodka. <laughs> Sophia, you have anything? Any tea? Nope, no tea. Not till later anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going to, I'm going to take us through what happened in this episode. Feel free to interrupt. A lot of machinations going on, so we shall see. Okay, so in a flashback, we see young I don't want to say young because they're still young, but young girl Lale and Muge talking about being co-anchors, uh, which is a big reveal, I think. For me, it was. Mm-hmm. So we learned that they started out their careers like on equal levels. So that's very interesting. Um, we see that Salim is the owner of a restaurant, which I think was also new information. I kind of just thought he was like the sexy house husband, but apparently he has a job. And he likes to flirt by giving women free food, which I'm into. Also, their house makes a lot more sense knowing that he's a very successful restaurateur, in my opinion. Like, the, I, I mean, like, yes, prominent media figures do make money, but like that, that house is insane. So I was very, I was struggling to believe it. <laughs> yes, they both have very lucrative careers, I think. Although all he does is like lounge and lean sexily in his restaurant <laughs> while he gives away freebies. So I don't know how much money he's making. Also, if he only has one restaurant, I feel like that's not as profitable as having several restaurants. Maybe this is the, all these flashbacks are in different restaurants. We just don't know it. They just have identical tables by the window. <laughs> um, okay. Asla takes poor hospital-ridden Özge's job and binder and is like the happiest little clam that she could be. And uh, they go to their weekly meeting get-together thing and some dude asks the question that I've been asking this whole time, which is why are you so happy to be an assistant? I thought you wanted to be a journalist. Weren't you a journalism major? And she's like, butt out of my business, I'm happy. And that's pretty much all the answers we get to that. Um, we learned that Asla and Kanan are going to Eskisha here for journalism purposes that will be revealed later. Still kind of vague. And Asla is so weird when she's one-on-one with Lale. I can't believe that Lale isn't like completely creeped out by this behavior, but 
basically also convinces Lolly that she needs a certain particular pair of shoes that go with her outfit. And so she needs to be able to go to her house and stir up some more trouble. So then Asa goes to Lale and Salim's beautiful house and Salim is there. And this I really didn't understand. So jump in if you did. But basically she says, oh, I left Kenan's bracelet here by accident. Can I have it back? And then Salim looks like completely devastated when she leaves. So I but like, wasn't that a confession that Kanan was never actually in their house? No, I think he, I think Stadium assumed that she was covering for Lale because she's her assistant. Oh. So I think he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. It's in the whatever, it's in the drawer. So oh. that's what that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I did not get that. I was so yeah. confused why he was so upset. Yeah. It's like, it's very, I don't know, it was like insane, good, insanely good reading of Stadium by um, Asla to know that like she can kind of like kind of absolve herself of any kind of suspicion, but like, still Don't make him she's doing it on lolly's yeah yeah very, i don't know like it wouldn't have worked for like for me for example i would be like oh wow i was wrong in my assumption might be uh right. but like him like he's so convinced already that she knew that he was so convinced that it, it worked perfectly <laughs> wow Hate her wow 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 she's so smart oh my she's god so smart <laughs> okay 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 now um asla gets the passcode to lolly's phone which is obviously a disaster uh, looks at her photos and looks at like the geo tags of her photos, which I'm not sure I know how to do, but is pretty creepy. It just and... kind of shows up on, I think there's an iPhone setting. It looked like she had an iPhone because on, yeah. on mine, some images I've received from other people with that, that setting turned on just automatically show it in big text at the top. Oh. But like, I don't know how to do it for myself, but anyway, it's a setting. <laughs> it it makes, it makes like slideshows and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, mine yeah. does Groups slideshows on its own. Yeah. Yikes. Um, okay. Asla keeps ragging on Lale when they're one-on-one -on -one in like the weirdest, most like kiss-ass way. And she's like, oh, your life is so hard. Don't you want to just let go? So she like bullies Lale into having champagne with her. And then they get drunk off of a bottle of champagne. More to come on the what the fuck section, but that was not very much champagne to be like stumbling drunk. And then Asla goes bumps into Kenan. oh first she plants lale with like a oh my lost love story to try and get her like primed to be into Kenan. i think then she bumps into Kenan and is like oh we're drunk you should drive lale back or in some manner implies that and then also says oh she was telling me all about your trip to um Kuyukui and your rose-colored shirt and this is all information that she gleaned from Lale's phone. So it's incredibly creepy. And Kenan is just lapping it up. He's like so into this whole romantic story. So he takes her home. Asla also at this point has called Selim and said that Kenan and Lale were drinking all night and that they're leaving together. So Selim has even more to be suspicious of. Ugh. Um... Then we get Asla and Yusuf being like semi-domestic, semi-creepy as fuck. And I still have no read on whether she likes him at all. I like, I don't know if she has emotions. If it's up to me, like she like, she's like, he's to her, he's like her plaything. But I think he's way smarter than he's get than she's giving him credit yes. for. And I, I hope that he's her downfall. Cause he's like 
aware of everything that's going on and is also very smart and sneaky so i hope i hope he just like fucks her over <laughs> it's my hope i really like that interpretation i hope that that's what's going on because she talks down to him a lot uh then we get a what i thought because he calls her a psychopath and we get a cut scene cut and i thought oh my god it's going to be oslo's backstory of being a psychopath child but it's just lolly's child some dumb scene whatever um, then we see Lale and Kenan's breakup. We don't really get a reason except that he's apologizing. So I'm assuming that he cheated on her or something. And oh, but she says that he's toxic, that he's like toxic for her. Right, right. Which he seems like he's controlling, controlling or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 True, true, true. Uh, he's clearly obsessive. That much is very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go to Eski Shahir and Lale broadcasts about next-gen energy investments, but she catches them in some sort of lie. She's very excited. Kanan kind of like makes a grab romantic move for her and she gently rebuffs him. Yusuf and Asla are just like watching the TV at home on the couch. And Yusuf's like, what is your goal here? Which is something that we all want to know. So thank you, Yusuf, for asking. Maybe that's the whole point of Yusuf is that he can actually ask her questions. (laughs) And we don't have to just be like watching her face all the time. And she says that she wants Lale's job, which is a new goal that we had suspected, but we didn't know for sure. So now we know that she's going to take her job, but not by being a good journalist, just by creepy lying, stalking behavior. Asla then orders champagne for Kanan's room. Kanan assumes it comes from Lale. Kanan goes to Lale's room and... Oh, and and we also see a flashback where Muge and Lale host the first episode of The Other Side together. And then the execs are like, well, we just need Lale in front of the camera. Goodbye, Muge. And it's like really, really mean. And I don't understand how they couldn't have come to this conclusion before the first episode of the show. But basically, Lale feels really bad about it. But she's also not, she didn't feel bad about it in front of the execs, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what is that really worth? And Kenan is like, it, it'll be fine. I'll produce. Muge will be the editor and you'll be the talent in front of the camera at the end. And he kind of just, like, dictates what's going to happen. And they tell Lale to leave and go see Silium. And Muge says that Silium and Lale are going to get married. And Kenan looks devastated. But he really needs to get the fuck over it. And the episode ends with Kenan kissing Lale in her room, even though she seems like very confused and not into it and is like, are you high? That's <laughs> the last thing that she says. And he thinks that's very romantic for some reason. So, you know, stuff's going on. are going to move into the gossip slash banter slash spilling the last one-fifth of Eski's tea section. It has already been spilled into my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you guys want to talk about first for this episode? We have a lot, a lot to discuss. So I think, I mean, it's clear that Kenan has feelings for Lale still. Like he, it's like the thing that never was. Yeah. 
um like he's definitely like for her for him she's like the one that got away mm-hmm. but I think I don't know I, I I'm I'm having a hard time thinking how Lala is gonna fall into that although he kisses her in the hotel room doesn't he but the yeah, champagne. she, she kind of kisses her back as well. Yeah, like. she, yeah. Well, they they kind of just cut away, so we don't really. Yeah, know. Like, yeah. She could it, pull away and slap him in the next second. True. We don't really know. I, true. I sincerely hope that's what she will do. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's hard otherwise, because like, I don't know. That would be odd. That like, she would give up her life for a guy that she doesn't seem to have really have any feelings for. Mm-hmm. I yeah at least from what they've shown us I think she's completely over him and he's like completely obsessed with her and it's totally one-sided but who knows I do I I like how over him she is though like she Mm -hmm. like doesn't even cross her mind that like what's going on like she's like oh this is weird but like she doesn't think oh god like I'm feeling things against like that's absolutely just not even on her radar right right (laughs) Meanwhile, McCreepy, yeah. McCreepy Pants is McCreepy out there. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so weird that Selim is like so convinced when yeah. she's definitely not into Kiran. Like she's just, you know, it's it's sad because like like I feel like it's something that could probably be solved like in a conversation between right. the two of them. Right. That's what you kills know? me about the show is that no one talks to each other and it's yeah. this crazy hoe running around. <laughs> lying to people it's the same with uh her i forget what the old assistant's name is but like if she literally just picked up the phone uh to, yeah if i was gay literally just picked up the phone and called Dade just to be like hey no no hard feelings or whatever which i mean is like true but like now they're like too far the rift is too big already for them to do that either side it's just like so painful to watch <laughs> If one pair of these people who've been messed up would talk to each other, like us, this whole thing would unravel, but they don't. <laughs> they really don't. Yeah, that's that's bad. The other thing that I thought was really odd about this episode that ties into the whole Kenan and Lale is Muge as like the third wheel, but now she's like really close friends with them. But it felt in previous episodes like she was under them. I don't know. I, it, it didn't feel to I me agree. like she was part of that inner yeah. circle. It totally. felt like she was part of the inner circle, but she was the lowest ranking person for sure. And um, I think Asla might have an ally if she ever figures out Muge's history. Like, I'm sure Muge is still pissed about that. That was awful. Was the broadcast with the two of them like a test or was it um, actually aired? Because I can't imagine Asla wouldn't know if it was actually aired with the two of them together seemed like it aired didn't it that's what i thought but it's weird also it's kind of out of character for us to not like go for the jugular by going straight to yeah straight to Muge. yeah yeah i'm sure she has a plan yeah. <laughs> history's taught us anything she has a plan yeah also when that one guy at the meeting was like is this real like you've only been here for like two seconds and you're assisted already is this really like the career trajectory you wanted like he was so rude and I was like dude shut up she's gonna kill you (laughs) (laughs) but also like I feel like in a lot of jobs I don't know if journalism maybe isn't one of them but like there's a lot of jobs where you need to be an assistant before you can go yeah yeah I, I didn't really understand what his point was also like was he 
like I thought initially he was skeptical that she'd been there for such a short time and achieved such a high-ranking position but then like at the end of his rude comment he seemed to imply that like it was a lowly position so I was like dude I don't even know what your angle is but you're gonna get killed so stop talking (laughs) (laughs) bad choice I mean I I also don't really like I I get I don't know I feel like it's a very old-fashioned concept that the assistant is being groomed for the job i feel like being an assistant is a completely different job from being a journalist or being a news anchor yeah i think if you're like the assistant to an actor actress or a director or something i feel like then oh i'm now in show business i'm going to all these things i'm meeting all these people oh maybe Mm -hmm. i can get an audition or whatever Mm -hmm. maybe my Mm -hmm. script will get read that seems believable to me but journalism is yeah seems like more of a desk job that some people get to do on tv but like ultimately you should be in the trenches gathering information versus like following around us you know a celebrity newscaster but yeah i I don't know it it seems weird to me too but also like i don't know like just like knowing kind of a little i got a small taste of like the corporate environment in turkey when i when i did an internship there and i did not take out enough people to be in charge of the company I was interning at. That was lesson learned. I should have been more ruthless and like <laughs> gotten everybody fired. I on, by the oh, end of the summer, you could have been in charge. I could have been in charge by the Asla timeline. So real missed <laughs> opportunity on my part. Um, but it's very hierarchical. Which, like that's com- that was completely accurate. Like any, I think even if I was working at a multinational, like American headquartered company, but it was very, very hierarchical, like even beyond the normal hierarchy of it being a corporate place. Like it was, mm-hmm. there was just like such a, so much importance and weight given to like, oh, this person is a title. Like, is that the manager title? Is that the director title? Whatever mm-hmm. versus like now working in the U.S. at an American company, I'm like, I, I, I don't, like, yes, like, the titles matter to some degree, but it's, like, it feels a lot more egalitarian. Um, the ranks were definitely very, very well defined, and, and you felt the stratification in the Turkish corporate environment, and also, like, e- like even, like, lo- people, like, at the company I currently work for, um, who are at the director level, for example, wouldn't have secretarial staff but like I remember at this other company I interned at like they, they like had an army of assistants it's like is this just so like everyone has a job like I don't understand why you need so much <laughs> assistance so in that respect it's also like somewhat believable to me that like it would just like swell the ranks with with people um mm-hmm. the way this this uh new um media outlet seems to be but Anyway, suspend suspend our disbelief because everything else has done up to this point has been completely insane too. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but also, okay, other things that I think were kind of interesting. Selim seems like much older than Lale and Muge in that first scene. Doesn't like? I feel like you're if you own a restaurant, you're not like as young as I don't know. It takes capital to do that i don't i mean i have i'd imagine that it was maybe like five or seven years i mean i don't know how long ago that was that didn't seem like it was that long ago i mean i think i think that they like did muge's like and lale's hair and makeup and then they just like put Salim in a different shirt so i think that if they had like gray away his hair it would have been you would have I think he had more gray hairs in like the present day scenes though. I think they did like 
die over it a little bit okay but... slightly but slightly <laughs> I don't know I felt the whole Salim thing was like not very believable and we didn't get enough context regarding the end of the canon relationship and the start of the Salim relationship yeah yeah they should have shown us more of like Kenan being a douchebag like yes I can fill in the blanks because I hate him but you know it would have been better storytelling to show give us more than just like the plate throwing or whatever that <laughs> and that was that wasn't even him that was Dade yeah. <laughs> being really angry yeah I think um, we're but gonna also, get more yeah did, did you guys think Muge was bad at the TV show presenting I thought she was okay like she seemed fine she wasn't yeah. as good as Lale, I thought. I mean, obviously on purpose, but like. I mean, I thought it was. She she bad. definitely seemed to be working harder behind the scenes. Like, it seemed like she had prepared everything for that mm. broadcast. So that's probably also why she was very mad. Because maybe in her head, she thought, oh, well, I pulled my weight more. So than some people. And now <laughs> some people get to be on camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> True true yeah i don't know i i like thought, thought that was a bit too dramatic i wonder if Kenan also like whispered in the executive's ears to be like you know there's really only one good person here just because he's probably was trying to puppet master not his career too yeah for sure even though they had broken up at that point so that's interesting too oh had they oh that's right yeah they had still i feel like he would do that Oh yeah, she goes to dinner with with this guy who then proposes to her. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hope she slaps him at the start of the next episode. I think she will. I feel like she's or at least push him. (laughs) Like doesn't want to. She's not interested in this whole thing. So right. But the problem is that Selim believes it, so it's going to ruin their relationship no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I, when as I watch the show, I'm like, does it really take like so little to like so distrust? But I guess it does. I guess that's realistic. Like people, especially if people are like yeah. inclined to believe, like Satan was clearly primed and ready to go. Yeah. At the slightest. Plus, Selim also has seen that Kenan is like interested in rekindling yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, so, and they work and together. And- exactly weird hours and yeah oh god i hate <laughs> i hate, hate asla and i hate kenan okay yeah. so what are your odds at this point that asla's sitting in the chair at the end of season one and lale's like in disgrace they're just being utterly insane for like just because like like what um what's his face was saying what's what's the boyfriend's name yusuf yusuf yeah <laughs> bush bush like what Yusuf was saying, like, hey, what are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna get there, and then like you're gonna actually, you think you're actually gonna be like good at this? Like, that was such a good point because like she has not worked one second so yeah. far. She yeah. like, <laughs> okay, I saw her take one phone call in this episode, which was like seemed work related and not like <laughs> conniving related. It was a montage. There were several phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so like, one- but also like her her lies are very little. Sorry, are very unbelievable. Like the. I want you to celebrate yourself and have champagne so you remember yeah. how much you've Ugh. worked for. Like, no one believes you. I know. 
you're so right though sammy that like she acts so unbelievably weird around that that's like oh my god Dada, how are you not just like security <laughs> like, i know she's like are you really here. happy with your life it's like girl <laughs> you've known each other for one day go away <laughs> it's just like i love you to the to us gets like shut up you yeah. insincere oh, when monster. she said that i wanted to hurl that was awful. yeah it was awful um okay so like game of thrones style who's gonna be sitting on the throne at the end of this season throne being the news anchor chair i don't like mate i don't know about the end of this season just because they were like at each other's throats in the house mm. i feel like if my prediction for the end of the season is that Nada is gonna know like Nada might be fired mm. or 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 Asla might have something on her or or makes something look very compromising and like threatens Nada and then Nada's like, rah, I'll kill you. <laughs> and then I think there's going to be, this show was like in the top 10 in many countries, like most watched series. So mm-hmm. this is definitely getting a second season. Um, I think the second season could be like, Asla tries to finish what she started, AKA be Lale, And then that is like, knows that Asla's evil and is trying to like get out of whatever predicament Asla's put her in I don't I would like Asla to not be on the throne at the end of this season but I guess they could put her on the throne and then like have season two be like Nade who is now disgraced like trying to claw her way back I would like to see that yeah yeah but clearly Nade becomes aware of something by the end of this season that leads to the like fight scene in the first very first part of the first episode but I'm i want going with to what prevail. we said earlier i'm saying yusuf yeah Surprise is gonna be contender for the throne yeah hmm. i feel like he's not he's too socially awkward to be at the top but i feel like they're gonna have a puppet or something and i think if um what's her name asla gets to the top she's going to like not feel satisfied by it like she's going to realize that that's not going to make her happy because like i mean it doesn't make sense that you think that one thing in your life is going to make you happy (laughs) and when you do that it almost always turns out that that alone is not enough Mm -hmm. i mean I, i we really do need some um background on asla at this point like there's three episodes left in this season yeah what about if muge is on the throne at the end lale gets dumped asla thinks it's gonna be her yeah actually it's and then and what's her uh what's her face asla could be puppet mastering muge could be yeah because muge would be pretty easy to get fired i think yeah totally she's i feel like she's on thin ice well, it's also weird because, like, if they're such close friends and they see she has a drinking problem, like, they should try and be good friends about it and, like, mm-hmm. have a conversation nope. about it. <laughs> no, no. They'd rather just, like, say snide things in a corner. God. Yeah, now that we find out that, the, like, she, like, they're the three musketeers, I just feel really crappy about how she gets treated and, you know. Yeah. It's awful. I feel like they're being really crappy to her. Okay, end of this section? I think so. All right, so now we're going to move on 
to the history section where we are talking about, uh, it's a little bit of a stretch this week, folks, but I think it'll be fun anyway. We're, so they mentioned that the beach town they went to is Kuyuki, and the ancient name of that town is Midye or Medea. And so we're going to be talking about Medea in Greek mythology and also Medea in Tyler Perry mythology. So... <laughs> Spelled slightly different, but doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your hats, folks. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> I'm assuming I'll do the Greek mythology Please. one because I haven't seen anything by Tyler Perry. I haven't either, but it doesn't Me matter. So Medea was uh, is is this woman from Greek mythology. She's well known also because she was in Euripides' tragedy. He wrote a tragedy called Medea, which also tells her story. Um, but basically, she well th- apparently the name means planner or schemer. Mm. Um, I think she's even mentioned. I don't know if if. It's in Macbeth, but I feel like she's mentioned in in a shape in a work of Shakespeare because she's a very well known witch. Like kind of one of her claims to fame is that she's a well known sorceress or witch. Um, so she was born the daughter of a king, a king of Colt Colchis Colchis. I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. that. Um, but it's in in the um, it was like in Georgia basically because it was located on the Black Sea, Western Georgia. And she was a niece of Circe, who was also kind of a minor goddess from Greek mythology. Um, oh, so she's related to uh, Poseidon then? Because I think Circe is Poseidon's daughter, but through someone. Well, according to this tiny Wikipedia thing, it says she's either a daughter of the god Helios and the oceanid nymph Perse, or the goddess Hecate and Aetis. I, I can't pronounce Circe is? Or who is? Yeah. Oh. Circe. Yeah. Um. And there was a there's a very famous book that's like a fictional tale of her story. I think that is very um. Well, people liked it a lot. I haven't read it. So basically, she's the niece of Helios, who's the god that takes the like basically makes the sun come out every day with the chariot. And um, she's part of the myth of, of Jason and the Argonauts. Um, and she basically, as I mentioned, she's a, a like her main claim to fame is that she's a sorceress. And she was um, often mentioned as a priestess of the goddess Hecate, who, or I don't know how you pronounce this in English. I just Hecate? say it with my Spanish I accent. Hecate, I'm yeah. sorry. Hecate? Yeah. Um, Okay. <laughs> so she she was kind of um the helper maiden that uh, accompanied Jason on his search for the golden fleece. Um and she fell in love with him so she used her magic to save him. And when he finishes his quest, she abandons her home and goes west with Jason. And they settle in Corinth and get married. And um so basically the tragedy the like the tragedy begins, especially in, in um, Euripides' tragedy, when after ten years together, Jason and her like fin- like end of the relationship, and it's because Jason uh, leaves her to marry the uh, Creusa, who's the daughter of 
another king who was the king of Corinth. And she has like sons with Jason and they're banished from Corinth when he leaves her. And um, basically what she does is in revenge, she kills uh, Jason's new wife with poison gifts. And then she kills her own children um, before fleeing to Athens, where she marries yet another king um, who apparently was the like the founder of Athens, like the whole his whole story is that he's the founder of Athens. Um, so each story tells something different. Um, Herodotus says that she leaves Athens and settles in Iran, um, where she changes her name to Medes. And I feel like Medes, oh, and and Med, like the Medes were like a group of people who lived in Iran who had like their own language and sto- and like culture and they um, lived in the 11th century BC. So... I don't know. Apparently it ties with everything. Um, but basically she she's known kind of this. I mean, you know that in our society, I guess, I don't know how else to say it, like killing your own children is like probably one of the, I mean, it's like a very awful thing to do. And obviously it like marks someone as a particular kind of person. So of course um, this is quite, you know, it makes her quite evil or like makes her, I don't even know how to articulate this. It like (laughs) makes her into a particular archetype. So basically like kind of the story is that she, she fell in love with Jason. And so she like leveraged her abilities to get him to marry her, but he kind of only married her because of her abilities. So of course that makes it kind of a doomed um, marriage, but basically she was the one who allowed him to get the, the golden fleece um, I think and wasn't, wasn't Colchis also like where the fleece was? Like, so she was also like from where the fleece was. Um, if not, let me read there, then nearby, definitely. Yeah, the golden fleece. Yeah, it's in Colchis. Yeah, because nerd alert, I make flashcards for trivia now. I just did a mythology deck a couple weeks ago. Colchis is one of my cards. <laughs> I think I think you would be better off doing this history section than me. <laughs> well, I'm I, I was really uh, confident that Circe was the daughter of uh, Poseidon, so I must check and revise my flashcard if that's not the case. Let's this, Google her. Yeah. This no. New York Times book of essential knowledge may have led me astray. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that apparently, and according to Wikipedia, there's a lot of different stories about. Her. Her that's because... true everyone has like different parentage like exactly. all the minor nymphs and stuff there yeah it's a mess yeah, yeah. anyway should we go on to <laughs> Madia? <Madea. laughs> yes. Yes. Madia. okay so Madia, uh that's actually a nickname for her her real name is mabel Earlene simmons oh um she is a character created and portrayed by tyler perry um, she was born in 1935 um, in Louisiana, uh, but raised in New Orleans. I, uh, there's a, a very detailed character fictional biography because she has literally been the title character of no fewer than 11, I think, movies. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, 11 plays because Tyler Perry originated her as a stage character. 
Um, and then there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, including a Medea Homecoming, which is coming out in 2022, or maybe already came out. I'm not sure. Um, did it already come out? Let me see. We'll put a plug. It did come out February 25th on Netflix for anyone who's interested. <laughs> uh, a Medea Homecoming. A clip of that. I think I counted what, like 11, 12 movies and 11 stage plays and there was an animated film apparently called Medea's Tough Love um and she's also uh guest starred in other Tyler Perry properties like House of Pain, Meet the Browns, Love Thy Neighbor so Medea is definitely like the flagship Tyler Perry character and uh what else can I say about her um so Tyler Perry says she is exactly the PG version of his mother and his aunt. I loved having an opportunity to play to pay homage to them. She would beat the hell out of you, but make sure the ambulance got there in time to make sure they could set your arm back, which certainly sounds like she's a nicer person than Medea, who would just kill your children and her children <laughs> <laughs> at any perceived slight. Um, let's see. Um, of course now because all the movies are set in the atlanta area unless you know traveling is happening of some of some kind is happening it's in atlanta so she lives in atlanta this, this fictional character lives in atlanta <laughs> um and oh and she's got a little bit of a criminal record but it's all Ooh. it's all pretty it's all pretty minor stuff except for maybe assault with a deadly weapon that sounds kind of dangerous oh no um, <laughs> Medea, what are you doing? <laughs> there is a there is a movie called Medea Goes to Jail. She was uh, placed yeah. under anger management, and and her anger management uh, uh, treatment was overseen by Doctor Phil. So you know that's really that's important. Wow. And uh, Judge Greg Mathis makes a cameo. She's on The View. A, a lot is happening here. Um, you know, for you know, one of three people here who has not seen any of these movies, it's really there's really a lot going on in this Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's, uh, there's definitely a whole mythology here that I know nothing about firsthand. Um, but I am pleased to have learned that she started out as a, as a stage character. I did not know that Tyler Perry did like stage performances before his media empire came about. I kind of felt like, oh, Tyler Perry just like owns all of media. <laughs> that was just how, that was just my perception of things, but he started out on, on, uh, on stage. So anyway, I don't know. We can we can debate who is who is the more intense Medea slash Medea. I I still think myth mythology Medea is a, is is way more insane <laughs> and dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really can't judge without seeing the movies. So yeah, yeah, we'll have to and then <laughs> read every myth and then watch every Tyler Perry movie and then make a judgment call about you know five five years from now when we, <laughs> when we get through all of that content <laughs> um do you think there is a connection between media and muscles because it seems like it's the same word media according to the name of the town oh, here. i don't know maybe I, they had a lot of muscles in the town or something <laughs> let me like just google i'm gonna go to the turkish um official kind of Turkish dictionary that is maintained um, by the Turkish Language Institute. I'm wondering, so it comes immediate, it's, it's etymology is from Greek, so possibly. I don't know, like, 
maybe it doesn't only mean schemer it also means muscles <laughs> muscles <laughs> <laughs> to clarify to the listeners muscles like the shellfish not muscles like on your body no it comes it comes from the uh the, so the genus of bivalves mitilus is what media comes from so mm. i don't know what the what is the etymology <laughs> of mitilus Metallid- Metallidae is the family oh my god this is very <laughs> this is deep this is deep and there's an order Matilda, tell me. <laughs> hmm. Matilda etymology. Nope. I think I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a mystery. Um, okay. So now that we've really solved that one, now <laughs> we're gonna move on to our favorite and final section which is what the fuck, Sultan of Success and Fatima's hit list. Also, because one of your hosts is incompetent, we forgot our not safe for work moment that was supposed to be in the gossip section. So we're also going to do not safe for work. having champagne in your boss's office mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah while everyone outside a, is working in a enclosed not glass office yeah not good uh i have two not safe for work moments one is merely because i find Oslo so appalling but her, <laughs> her slow strut up to work on yeah. her first day as an assistant Ugh. If I saw anybody walking into my office like that, I'd be like, okay, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> your ambiance. I hate it. Get out. vibe is not safe for work. <sighs> um, and then also when Yusuf grabs Asla's ass at the coffee cart oh, right in front of their office. I hate him. That is not safe for work. Ezgi, did you have one? I'm trying to think of what hasn't been said. I mean, Kenan's like attempted butt grab at the news conference oh well there's another one when she um when she just barges into lale's house like treats the housekeeper kind of poorly and shit yeah that was i mean like the whole scheming to get her to go to her house like everything like you have to wear the lale heels like you know the, yeah. the heels that no, and, like and the lada of the lada heels like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> what shoes oh <laughs> uh, yeah i mean yeah everything like Kenan has done throughout the whole show is nsfw but <laughs> god yeah He's and i'm problem. yeah Ugh. at least he and asla haven't slept together yet although i'm sure it's imminent she Mm. like puts on lala's clothes or something yeah cosplay (laughs) (laughs) um okay what the fucks yeah just what i what i just said literally like (laughs) just her treating this woman who works at 
Lale's house like shit. And then she realizes the husband's yeah. there. And the husband doesn't pick up that this girl who's treating this woman badly. I that's know. probably a bad sign, yeah. you know? That's yeah, like the number one red flag that. about people is like how they treat service workers. Yeah. Um, yeah, she didn't pass the test for sure. <laughs> uh, I have what the fuck to Asla's weird dress over tailored shirt. So yeah, horrible. Hate. Horrible. Hate it. Also, I like never know. I've seen outfits like that on other like media and I can never tell if it's like one unit or did they truly just put on a shirt and then like pulled over that nonsense <laughs> but also the thing is that like the, the breast cups yeah the breast like, cups oh. the breast cups are just awkward because yeah. they like look really big and like they're yeah unfilled yeah. but yeah. they're like know, not in the right weird. place they're like yeah. Yeah. Tilted the entire time and also the co- whole color scheme of it like oh i just hate it it's on brand for her other outfits though <laughs> it truly is her her outfits tend to be NSFW. Like women can wear whatever they want, totally. But you know, some things are objectively ugly, and she wears some very very <laughs> ugly clothes. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't like uh, inappropriate in any way. Yeah, it was just like revolting to the eye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean by NSFW. It's like, please just try, just just wear something that's pleasing to the eye. <laughs> what um, about yours, as well? <sighs> God, I really, I know, like, the point of the show isn't really to be political, like, about, like, actual politics, but, like, come on, you're going to Eskishere to do a hard-hitting piece on renewable energy in Eskishere and to, like, grill some, like, bureaucrat of, like, not that big of a city, and it was, like, a big thing, like she acted like they've had a huge scoop on something or like they cornered this mid-level bureaucrat into saying something condemning, but it's, like, your your main story is about, like, renewable energy and again not even like top five biggest city <laughs> one of the top five biggest cities in turkey so it's like why is this why do you have to go on location for this and why is it like the best journalistic moment of your career <laughs> to have this interview i thought that was very was strange like in their attempts to like not bring real current events or politics into anything it's like god what kind of an alternate reality is this that this is like <laughs> the thing the, the topic of interest in turkey it's like in real turkey it's <laughs> massive inflation and <laughs> people not being able to afford anything it's like oh but in this turkey it's renewable energy okay <laughs> well i think that's really interesting like do you think that that is a conscious choice to like undermine her as like a real journalist the fact that the stories she's worked on are like bugging you because they're not really that important or do you think it's like we don't want to offend anybody and we want to make her job seem important let's do this story I think it's more like that I think it's more the latter personally but I don't know like it it seems like too many layers of like meta yeah it might be a little better (laughs) yeah um also like there are plenty of like pro-government media outlets in Turkey that will report stories like that mm-hmm. and not talk about like anything that's actually of concern to the populace because it's like, you know, if more people realize how like it's not just them having a tough time, like, you know, that could lead to a lot of unrest and things that, you know, a government in power doesn't want. Um so I do think like that alternative reality does exist in modern day t- in, in actual real Turkey too. But um I think that the show has just made a choice to like portray this hard-hitting journalist in like 
an alternate reality, like an actual alternate reality, um, not like a me uh, the the current media landscape's construct of an alternate reality. But it's still but like, it's kind of funny because oh, sorry. No, I was just saying it's still annoying as like someone who follows what's going on in Turkey in 2022 to see a show that was made in 2022 would be so detached. Right. But what's crazy is that Lale thinks she's like a hardcore journalist, but basically what she's doing is like fluff pieces about dumb yeah. stuff that like has no yeah. substance. That big thing like on the flash drive that we'll never find out because yeah, I'm drowned in a coffee cup like what was that? <laughs> I mean, was... they've made it very clear that the show is not about the news, but no. is it not about the news because this news station is not about the news? Or is it just because this is a dumb drama show that wants us to focus on the dumb drama? But like, just like even think about like shows like, uh, I, I this is just like the first thing that came to mind. I, I do not condone Kevin Spacey or anything he's done anyway, but like House of Cards, like the fake, you know, made up news in that version of the U.S. was still like, oh, this could totally happen in the U.S. Or this mm -hmm. sounds like this thing that happened in the U.S. Um, in the, you know, 2010s versus, yeah, like, this is all, as Sophia said, very well, fluff like, objectively fluff pieces. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. I mean, that stuff about the coal miner being fired after 40, like, yeah. I'm sorry for you, coal miner, but, like, there's worse this things This is not national news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so dumb that she feels so empowered and like entitled and like she's doing a really good job. But like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> but I assume that's also because they didn't want to make the show actually political. Cause like if they right. made it yeah. actually political, yeah. I think it it, I think it I think it was an intentional choice, but like they didn't realize how comical it comes off, like their attempt at escapism. Like you could still have like I don't know, like a, a made-up political party, a made-up um, member of parliament has, like, some kind of a sex or it doesn't even have to be a sex scandal, like, maybe he embezzled, like, you could, like, do something that's, like, still not NSFW, but, like, is more hard-hitting than solar power panels or whatever was, was her big news. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my long, long WTF. <laughs> I mean, it's a very justified WTF. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I have a WTF about the champagne that I mentioned uh -huh. at the very beginning. Like Just one bottle making them? One bottle. They had just opened the new bottle, they told yeah. us. And they were splitting it between two people over probably the course of a couple hours, right? So I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Ladies, drink more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Dada like had a glass of wine when she got home too, right? Yeah. Yes, she did. She had so, to have her glass of red wine. She's a class lady like that. Okay. And then my final what the fuck is to Selim. I, I have never been a restaurant owner, but I have to assume that they have more work to do than just like leaning and looking sexy on the counter and like giving free things to people. Yeah. I wonder when they like thought that he should be a restaurant owner. Like, did they know that? Definitely from this episode. One? Definitely, yeah. definitely this episode. There's been no hint of this beforehand. Yeah, he for sure was just a stay-at-home dad until they decided that he <laughs> needed to have something to do. A hundred percent. So sloppy. Why? Why you do this? <laughs> be better. 
don't have to be better though this is like one of the most watched shows it's still, <laughs> apparently it's so entertaining they don't have to yeah. be better they're doing great <laughs> uh okay who is your sultan of success it's like is it anyone other than us so like even everyone's even being puppet candidate. mastered yeah i mean yusuf got a very successful career this episode i mean not selim selim mm-hmm. got a very successful That's career true. This episode without any work yeah um Let's see. Lale broke a big energy scandal of some kind. <laughs> I think it has to be Asla. Yeah. God. I mean, yeah, we could we could give it to Sidim for literally just like being a a man who can be at home all day but still run a very successful lucrative restaurant <laughs> and successfully hit on people from his successful restaurant and get home like before his newscast or wife when right. like a restaurant i feel like a restaurant yeah. tour would get home at like probably two in the morning <laughs> yeah i feel like that's probably i mean it would have to only open at lunch or something dumb like yeah. that but then he wouldn't make any money from i don't know I, yeah it just doesn't fit in <laughs> so yeah, like i feel wild, like restaurant hours are really 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 long yeah so yeah he's very successful if he can just like be at home all the time yeah. Love, love that for him okay great i'm taking you away from oslin i'm giving it to sell good yeah yeah we, we need to <laughs> we need to give someone than us something um okay fatma's hit list awesome <laughs> i'm gonna say canon canon too yeah true canon's come on in the in the hotel room where she's like repeatedly like are you high what are you talking about and then he's like i'm just gonna make out with you now what do you have to drink? <laughs> yeah, agreed. Is there anybody else? Um, I mean, Asla, obviously, but like, I feel like we've done her every time. Yeah, Bush um, is super like vile to me, but he yeah. Is vile. He's pretty vile and he like has a weird control over her. I'd like to keep him around only to undermine Asla's plot. Not to do any, to be clear, not to do anything like physically to her but to just ruin her scheme yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i think we can go with Kenan because i'm sure Bush, Bush will have his moment in the sun or lack of sun soon <laughs> <laughs> um okay but i i also feel kind of bad about Selim because i feel like he mistrusts his wife so much and like they've built yeah. their whole life together and, and she's, she's like never lied to him his... yeah she's worked yeah. with Kenan for 10 years or longer and nothing's happened you know like nothing to make him suspicious yeah. why now i feel like he wasn't suspicious at all in the beginning of the show too like it's just he was like primed for it and once also suggested it, he was like oh yeah i need to be suspicious all the time well he seemed he did seem to be annoyed like even in the first episode by like how late she consistently came home and he would always kind of which was like stupid because like he'd be like oh what were you doing it's like well i was working on tv which you watched so like (laughs) also like clearly where they live is like not close to anything so it would take a while to get to their uh, mansion but i know she needs like a pied-a-terre right next to the office yeah (laughs) this is too late but that would be like a like very suspicious it would be yeah it would be like oh wow she's definitely cheating on me yeah yeah, she can't do anything. This poor woman can't do anything, right? Like, that's people why, believe anything about that's her. That's why I so desperately want to see Lale's revenge as, like, the next 
episode yes. or the next season or something where she just like comes back and absolutely destroys Asla. Except probably half the season will be her like not knowing how to work a smartphone because she's of like the older generation and they keep like they keep like emphasizing the generational gap, which is kind of BS at this point because everyone knows how to use a smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad we didn't get narr- we didn't get any narrator action, did we? This oh my episode? gosh, you're right. I didn't because he's he's that. he's usually on Fatma's hit list for me. But I think they for, they forgot <laughs> yeah. the narrator. They did the narrator for like three episodes and then oh oh I forgot I don't want to do the narrator anymore. <laughs> I think Fatma was successful. I think we yeah. set her out and she did yeah. the deed. Yeah. <laughs> but if uh, if he comes back next episode, well, it's not like we can impose any consequences on Fatma because we're also scared of her. But you yeah. know. We'll be very disappointed. <laughs> yes. Fatma, please do your job properly. But if you don't, we have nothing to say about it. So. Yeah. So it's also, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Just don't kill us. Please don't kill us. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Congratulations to Silim, our Sultan of Success. Probably your one and only win for this. But good job, you, on getting a super easy, super successful career in one episode and watch out to Kenan. we do not like what you're doing please give up on this unrequited love thing go away and never bother us again fatma go for it uh next time we will be talking about episode six where hopefully everything turns around and asla is completely ruined but we doubt it wow that'd be great and then just like two episodes of that uh, killing it like being great yeah. at her job having a perfect family We'd i would love, love that. that that would be i mean it'd be terrible tv but it would also yes be <laughs> um thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time bye